Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. This is People Every Day. Coming up, country icons Tim McGraw and Faith Hill get candid about the ups and downs of their 25-year marriage and what life is like now as newly minted empty nesters. Plus, hit podcast host Jamel Hill gives me her hot takes on unvaccinated athletes, Kanye and Drake, and more. It's December 8th. out there. This is People Every Day, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. It is Wednesday, woman, crush Wednesday, if you will, and I have an awesome fellow female journalist joining me to talk top headlines later on. But before that, did you watch the People's Choice Awards last night? Well, a lot happened. As for some of the big winners, Black Widow was voted the movie of 2021, and Christina Aguilera took home the Music Icon Award. But there's a lot of buzz around the show's Fashion Icon Award winner. Kim Kardashian, of course. She took to the stage in a skim-tight, all-black ensemble, which seems to be her vibe these days, and took some time in her acceptance speech to thank her ex-hubby, Ye, or Kanye West. Take a listen. To Kanye, even, for really introducing me to the fashion world. And I fell in love with fashion, and I'm so inspired by so many people. But again, this is like a dream that I get to wake up and wear these amazing clothes. Well, you know, they say you got to give credit where credit's due, right? And moving on to a couple who credit one another for pretty much everything, country power couple Tim McGraw and Faith Hill are on the cover of this week's issue. Over the years, they've been hard at work churning out albums, touring, and raising their three daughters who are all now in their 20s and out of the house. And while the recent empty nesters aren't taking the new phase of their life sitting down, they'll both be co-starring in the upcoming prequel series to the hit drama Yellowstone called 1883, premiering on Paramount Plus December 19th. So in our interview with them, there was a lot to catch up on. They've been married 25 years, you guys. Hard to believe, especially considering how young they both look. And in the interview, they were pretty vulnerable and shared both the ups and downs of their marriage, including how Tim's struggles with alcohol brought them closer. Well, it was a change in our relationship. I think when you... I mean, it's going to make me cry. Yeah. I think when you um, when you commit to someone, when you love someone, I mean, you're, you commit to be there for them, for the highs, the lows, anytime. Mm. And these two take pride in having modeled that level of commitment for their kids. Take a listen to what Tim said about what he hopes his daughters have gleaned about love and marriage. Dedication, I think, I, I, for one thing, because they know that we love each other and they don't know that we love them and they know that we love our family unit and that's important to us. And, and above all else, what, no matter what the outside world says, no matter what pressures are on you from the outside world, no matter what demons you're fighting, the most important thing is your family. And hopefully they learn that and I think they have learned that. 
They are so sweet. For more of that interview, pick up this week's issue of People Out Now. And now it's time to dig in. And today I am so lucky to be joined by one of my favorite podcast hosts, Jamel Hill, host of Jamel Hill is Unbothered. If you're not familiar with her work, here is a mini primer. In addition to hosting her hit podcast that covers sports, politics, and pop culture, she's a contributing writer at The Atlantic and spent more than a decade covering sports and the intersection of sports and politics at ESPN. If you're looking for another show and voice to listen to, I highly recommend hers and you'll get a little taste right now. Hi, Jamel. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So good to have you. Uh, I have to tell you, the last time I got to chat with you, uh, the world looked so different. <laughs> we were at Essence <laughs> yes. Festival in New Orleans yep. back in 2019. Masks were not a thing. Uh, Kamala Harris was still in the running for POTUS. Uh, you were knee-deep in wedding planning, and Unbothered was your new baby. So does that feel like a different universe entirely right now? Yeah, it feels like it was decades ago. It just feels like a lifetime ago. It feels like these last... Two years have been 20 years, but it, listen, considering, um, and not to be somber, but considering the number of people who've been impacted by COVID, yeah. the number of people who have lost their lives, if you're just here right now and you're still able to battle day in and day yes. out, it's really, it's really a blessing. We're here. We're here. Well, uh, and, and Unbothered has just blown up. I mean, you're just sitting down with the likes of Michael B. Jordan every other day and, and all that. So can you introduce our listeners to your show for those that aren't listening? And, and, and what's your vision for your show? Like, what do you want people to take away every time they listen? So um, the whole vision for Unbothered was created from my own mental space in the sense of like, this is where I am in my career right now. I'm unbothered. That doesn't mean I don't care. That doesn't mean I'm not passionate about things. But I think a lot of us spend a lot of time consumed with what other people think, consumed with how we're being perceived, wondering, um, second guessing ourselves, going through, you know, all kind of those typical mm -hmm. mental gymnastics that we do just trying to navigate this life as adults. And the most serenity you have is when you reach a point where a lot of that trivial stuff just kind of falls away and you can concentrate on the things and the folks and the conversations that matter. And so that's what the whole concept behind Jamel Hill is Unbothered, the podcast is. And so I like to sit down with people who have arrived at a similar space, mm. um, who maybe even are trying to arrive in that space and have conversations about things that matter and you know, bring people a different side to a lot of the entertainers, uh, newsmakers that they love. Like you mentioned, Michael B. Jordan. And uh, this season has been really great. Season three um, with not just him, but Mary J. Blige and Jill Scott. Just a lot of, of different engaging folks. And the best compliment, I should say the two best compliments I often get about the podcast is when I'm interviewing a guest and they say to me, hmm, that's a really good question. Mm -hmm. Like something that made them think. Yeah. And of course, when um, viewers of the show, when they listen, or I should say listeners of the show, excuse me, when they listen. And they say that they came away from this podcast with a different perception of the person mm. uh, that I interviewed. And so I, I consider those to be, you know, good signs and great compliments and, you know, also an indication, I guess, to me as a journalist that I've, I've done my homework. Uh, you, you do your homework. That is not a question. Well, okay, shifting over to some of the stories we've been talking about, you are such an amazing commentator. So I want to get your take on some of the things, starting off in the sports world, of course, which is very much your wheelhouse. I want to talk about something you've been covering a lot at The Atlantic, which is um, just this laundry list of unvaccinated athletes. And we've seen both 
you know, Aaron Rodgers and Antonio Brown either mislead or or just straight up lie about their vaccination status. And NBA players like Kyrie Irving unable to play because they refuse to get vaccinated. So so what do you think is fair for the NFL and the NBA to mandate about vaccination statuses for athletes? And and, and do you think the punishments for those like Rodgers and Brown were serious enough? So uh, I, I think um, the distinction that we have to make is that these leagues are not imposing uh, mandates. Okay, mm-hmm. they have established rules for vaccinated and unvaccinated. You can still play, mm-hmm. you can still earn your money, but if you're not vaccinated, you're going to have to follow a different set of rules because of the contagion rate is different for unvaccinated people and the danger uh, that they can create both for themselves and others is different. Yeah. In Kyrie's case, he's facing a New York City mandate. That does not allow him to play because for sporting events, you have to be vaccinated. And the Brooklyn Nets decided that they didn't want to have a situation where he can only play in half the games. And oh, by the way, it's some cities he couldn't travel to as well because of their city mandates. Los Angeles being one, San Francisco being one. The one thing I appreciate about Kyrie, especially seeing how these in uh, this Antonio Brown and Aaron Rodgers situation played out, is he was truthful and he took. His criticism, he he made the decision not to play, and that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not vaccinated and people have rules and mandates, you do still have a choice. You may not like the consequences, but you do have a choice. Yeah. Antonio Brown and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers are different. Now, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers did not lie to the NFL, and he did not lie to the Packers. They knew he was unvaccinated. He did lie to the media. And while... It is kind of shameful that he misled the public and it's cowardly because he clearly did it because he didn't want to face the same criticism that Kyrie Irving faced. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he misled the public uh, with his fancy wordplay saying he was immunized. Of course, what was even more wrong about that was that as per the rules, uh, the COVID protocols in the NFL, when appearing at press conferences, he's as an unvaccinated player, he's either supposed to wear a mask or be on Zoom. And he didn't either, which is why he got fined. Mm-hmm. Okay. Antonio Brown, on the other hand, straight up lied to everybody. Yeah. The NFL, the, pack, uh, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's endangering his teammates. He's endangering everybody around him. If he creates a COVID o- outbreak on that team, I mean, a team that is the reigning Super Bowl champion, trying to defend their title again, that's a completely different scenario. Now, he received three games, and I will be honest, I thought that was too light Mm. because the level of deception to try to pass off a a fake vaccination card, which is a crime, crime. by the way. It's a crime. So he's committing a crime, and he's lying, and he's endangering people, and I think that's far more serious uh, than what Aaron Rodgers did. And I know people want to say it's apples and apples so, it's not there's levels to this is what you're saying there's levels to it you know I, look I, I understand a lie is a lie but it does matter who you lie to next up more with Jamel Hill who has some thoughts about this whole Drake and Kanye ceasefire concert that's about to happen tomorrow stay tuned looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers the Home Depot has an idea Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. 
Well, shifting over to my world a little bit, the music world, I want to talk Drake and Kanye. They are, are streaming a concert tomorrow night. Uh, did you ever think you'd see the day? Like, is this the most epic non-versus versus ever? Like, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what's happening. Well, you know, I, I guess uh, to be honest, I just I'm just not there with Kanye. I haven't listened to Kanye in I don't know how long. Yeah. It's been a while. And, you know, once he started kind of exposing who he was, and by the way, he still really hasn't backed off of that. I mean, slightly, but nah, I didn't listen to Don. The political stuff. The yeah. political. I'm talking about, yes, of course, the political yeah. stuff, because I thought, mm-hmm. you know, of course, there, there are different viewpoints and that. And and that's just the world we live in. Like people are allowed to have differing political opinions. Yeah. But I don't have to rock with people that I feel like have harmful opinions mm-hmm. and use their platform to say stupid stuff. And he does all the time. <laughs> and so therefore, it's hard for me now to listen to his music with the same appreciation that I I once did. Yeah. I mean, like most people, it's like you want, you know, um, college dropout Kanye yes. back. You want graduation Kanye back. <laughs> like what happened to that Kanye? You want you know through the fire Kanye yeah. back. And so I, I just, it's just been hard for me. But nevertheless, I understand for music fans, this is colossal. Now, I will say, you know, sort of the positive out of this mm-hmm. that is a good example. You know, we have seen in hip hop, unfortunately, some beefs that really have escalated and to the point where it's costing people their lives. Yeah. And to see Drake and Kanye kind of resolve their issues, even Drake and Meek Mill, when they resolve their yeah. issues, I think that's a great example for other younger rappers to follow. Yeah. So so I, it sounds like uh, you're on, on Team Drake for this non-versus-versus versus battle we're about to get. <laughs> oh, completely on Team Drake. But, you know, I mean, listen, taking my personal feelings toward Kanye out of this, I don't know. That's tough. Yeah, you know, it's I, hard, I feel right? Like, it, it is hard. I mean, Kanye is such an incredible producer. So if we talk about the producer Kanye, that's obviously, mm-hmm. that puts him, I think, in a different conversation. But I just feel like Drake is constantly disrespected and underrated. But there's just this this bubble of disrespect around him. Like, people <laughs> take him lightly, you know? And I think that there's a he lot. Also he also kind of takes himself of, lightly, too. So I think that helps. <laughs> I do. I mean, I, I think if, I do appreciate the fact that Drake, from the time he really started, um, to make a name for himself. He never pretended to be anything other than what he was. Yes. Like he was not trying to give you some extra gangster bravado persona. You know, I mean, he could get a little spicy from time to time, but that wasn't really <laughs> him. You know, he's like, I'm a brother from Toronto. I rap, do a little singing too. And I it's love the ladies. <laughs> and right. And I, and I have complicated, often toxic relationships with women. It's okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, last question. Um, we're going over to Hollywood with this one. Um, and something we talked about in our morning meeting that's wild. There's a change.com or a change.org, sorry, petition about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith um, for journalists <laughs> to stop interviewing them and giving them, you know, a carte blanche platform because essentially they're oversharing for <laughs> for the 21,000 signatures from the people that are, that are weighing it. Like, what do you make? Is this just silly internetness? Well, I've heard this from a lot of people because every day it is kind of a funny headline that comes it's pretty, from It's a Will. lot. It, it's a lot, but <laughs> I also am not... There will be no uh, stone thrown from this glass house. My memoir is coming out next August. Y'all better believe okay. I'm going to be selling that book. <laughs> and I'm going to be telling y'all everything that you probably didn't want to know because I got a book to sell. <laughs> Same with Will. 
<laughs> Will has, I think his book is uh, number two in the country, only 1619 Project. I think that's number one and his is number two. Mm-hmm. Will out here slanging these books, okay? And the way to slang books is you got to tell people the dirt. They want the tea. That's how it sells. So I don't blame them for that. And Red Table Talk, Jada has been able to, which I've appeared on, in full disclosure, like Jada has created a brand for that. Yes. And the whole concept behind Red Table Talk is that you sit down and you bear all at the table. Yeah. And I get that people are like, did I really need to know <laughs> about Will and how many times y'all love? had sex when you were yeah, trying and to like... all that? Did we have to be roped into <laughs> the entanglement? I get it. <laughs> I understand. But I think for them, it's it's on brand. Mm-hmm. And Honestly, just in hearing both of them, uh, look, everybody's relationship ain't for everybody. And I think this is actually something that helps them. That was award-winning sports journalist Jamel Hill from the Jamel Hill is Unbothered podcast discussing today's top headlines. For more on these stories, head over to people.com. And for something to make you smile... Listen now, tis the season to pay it forward and a Hollywood star stepped up to the plate, or shall I say the mic, in an unforgettable way. Last night, during the People's Choice Awards, Dwayne The Rock Johnson was honored as the 2021 People's Champion for his kindness by his good pal Jeff Bezos. When the action star took the stage, though, he talked about the privilege and honor he feels working with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Then he turned his attention to a teen recipient of the organization, a girl named Shashan who was sitting in the audience. He highlighted her bravery, then asked her to join him on stage. And after that, he topped the whole surprise off by giving her his trophy. As you can probably imagine, she was speechless. Thank you for this. I didn't expect this at all. Um, But uh, I mean, just thank you to Make-A-Wish in general. I just never expected that something this big could happen. A beautiful moment by a beautiful man and a beautiful young girl, I just have to say. All right, talk to you all tomorrow.